Why you love? And when I bring it back, 
For thus saith the Spirit of God. He said, The words that I will speak unto you, He said, They shall begin to form within you. He said, The things that I have said to you, He said, They shall begin to manifest before your eyes. He said, For the things that I spoke in times past, concerning the glorious future that I have for you, the Spirit of God said, I have not forgotten. He said, But the fullness of time cometh when those words are being manifested. He said, For those words that I spoke to you, He said, For they have come to the time for its manifestation. Say the Spirit of God, like a pregnant woman who hold a baby for nine months. He said, And when it is time, say the Spirit of God, that she cannot keep the 
anymore. That baby comes out by force. Fear the Spirit of God. The manifestation of the thing I said to you. He said, this is the time for it to come out. He said, and no devil hatched out of hell will be able to stop it. Just like the baby in the womb of the woman. Fear the Spirit of God. He said, it is the time for the manifestation. It is the time for the glory. Fear the Lord. He said, for the things that I spoke to you, he said, they have come for the manifestation of them. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the day had to fully come. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your right hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, subaranash. Bekovasukalinash. Doro salamatiske bongraski fahaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, oh, Bokabus Hakila Basta. Yorine Supenu Shafalino Anglo Sapokaika. Yelenu Teisoso. Yemon Tabuna Kafani. Yakulanis Tohosai. Gladus Tradisa Falamanto. Yepanus Tahaikas. Elosu, 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 see the Spirit of God. He said, The glory time has come. The glory time has come, see the Lord. The time of the glory has come, see the Lord. Kalusimalosha, Barunestakita, Lunani se Ienokobo, Ienokobo. Now, the Spirit of the Lord begins to show me somebody here. Sit down for a moment. Will you show me somebody here? Who has a very thriving business, or who had a very thriving business, and that business, he didn't start it alone. Hakuni Messiah. He didn't start it alone. He was with about two or three people, as the Spirit of God is showing me. He said, But they have run into bankruptcy. See the Spirit of God. A facility they even got. Thank you, Lord. He said, That facility they got to run the company. The company just keeps going back into bankruptcy. See the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God says, He said, I am restoring the wasted years. Lorimo Fabarikasaya. Li Sahasama Yukarusalimote. Bokufarine Zisto Sakalana Ibonamasea. Listen, time will fill me to share certain testimonies. Last week, Chelsea's mom called me. She was sharing testimony upon testimony. In fact, they, they are now chasing her with the thing. The day the light breaks forth, listen, the day the light breaks forth, the devil knows his place. Listen now. When the light has not broken forth, you will still be arguing. You will still be trying to confess. When the light breaks forth, I said, you will send the devil to buy something for you. Listen now. Bible says the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It is not speaking; it is a light. Light, someone say light. Light has to come out because when light has not broken forth, you will still be negotiating. You will cast out devil today. The devil is not gone, and you will go back and say, God, what did what did I do? What didn't I do? What did I do? What didn't I do? Then you go until you come and say, God, I beg you, just take it away. No, light has not broken forth because when light comes on, darkness they don't even converse. Listen, in human history, 
The only time light is out is eclipse, and eclipse is for seconds. If you are suffering anything beyond one year, it is too much. God designed light to always shine. Even Paul said, after you have suffered a while, a while should be through this. Someone is coming out of something. Listen, in meetings of this nature, listen, one of the things that will rob you of receiving is thinking you know this thing. But we could teach you something you don't know too. But that is not the point. The point is we have to repeat what you knew before that was not working. We need to put something in to make it work. The letter kill it, the spirit give it life. On the first time of the miracle service, babies were shifting in this place. No, it's not somebody said, somebody said, no, the baby shifted, they scanned the next day, the baby has shifted. Someone heard the testimony, she also believed her baby shifted. On the second miracle service, diverse miracles, hey, listen, over here, God is not just doing healing. The financial wheelchairs are coming out. Listen, when we have the Super Sunday, you, I shared the testimony of the young lady with you. After the Super Sunday service, she got a scholarship of $84,000. Listen, after that scholarship, they are now paying her to go to school. Oh, it has happened in the Bible before. Pharaoh was paying Moses' mother to take care of Moses. Someone say clean. God is going to give you a clean testimony. It's not a testimony that I, I was doing something and something was happening and I have to talk to somebody and somebody was telling me to... I, I was, but I was, there's a young lady here who was sharing her testimony over here about how she was looking for a job. And she was looking for the job and, and she went to a certain man. The man said, I'm going to give you a job. I'm going to give you a good pay. Then he says, but you have to scratch my back and I'll scratch your back. Is it, Jim? Are, are they doing yoga? He said, oh, you have to scratch my back. And she told me, I said, you cannot do that job. To take that job is to tell God that he is unable to take care of you. You see, we are sometimes too wise. We are too wise for God. God has to step back. Listen. There's a few things I'll talk about. Quickly. Listen. Any job God cannot give you, don't do it. If God couldn't perform it, you don't need it. When the lady didn't do it, she was just there. She was not scratching anybody's back. Nobody is scratching her back. She was sitting down. She came for one service. And the anointing came upon me. And I began to prophesy. Remember that service? When I, prophesied, I said, people are mentioning your name in, in, in important places. Ah! She didn't apply for anything. Someone mentioned her name, recommended her to somebody. And the, the next month, she started a job. Paying a little over the first amount. Why are you going to scratch back? Lift your right hand. The Lord is giving you a clean testimony. I said, the Lord is giving somebody a clean testimony. Listen, the Bible says, until the time that his word came, Joseph, he said, until the time that his word came, the word of God tried him. Your word must come. He said, until the time his word, it is not general calling, his word. So while the word of God is coming out, take it. Because it's like, it's like light. It's like light. It's, it's, it's coming for everybody. But you have to open your window for the sunshine to enter. Until the time that his word came. Until your word comes, you are still in bondage. The day Joseph's word came, he came out of the prison. On 
until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him. Many testimonies will come out of here. Now, hold on. The Lord is doing it himself. We don't claim to have any power to heal anybody. The Bible says, and the Lord working with them, confirming their word with signs. So, we speak the word, the Lord confirms it. Any healing God doesn't, can't do, what, what's my business? Rakoli Masoya. Listen now. Let me go on the pin mic. Oh, my little book. Thank you, Jesus. I was sharing with you right from the very start. You know, I tell you, I said, the time of the word is the time of the miracles. Some people are just waiting. Let's close. I want us to close so that I can see pastor. No. Some people, no matter what you say, it's not that they are looking for. They want to just close. <laughs> Let me tell you. Try this thing today. Make up your mind. Whatever you are looking for, you will get the word in the service. Tell God, I say, Lord, this, I want the word in the service. I don't have to go and see what. Try it today. Settle it that as I'm sitting here, God will give me that word. Settle it in your heart. I was sharing on the laws of the spirit. Listen, the realm of the spirit is governed by laws. Christians have been ex- exposed to too much lawlessness. They think everything is that uh, everything is just done out anyhow it likes. Uh, they don't just pray, God just do it, just do it. But God is looking at the thing, and the wrong spirit is governed by laws. Let me show you a scripture, Genesis chapter four, verse four. I'll show you a certain um, construction that the Bible used concerning God. Look at it, Genesis chapter four. Are you there? And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the father thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel. God respected somebody. <laughs> God respected somebody. He saw the thing the person did. The thing aligns with the laws of the realm of the spirit. He had to respect what the guy did. Look, there are times God takes his hand off a certain case because of the laws. He said, the heavens of the heavens belong to God. He said, the earth has given to the children of men. It's as simple as that. When the laws are rightly applied, it's as simple as that. Job chapter 38, verse 33. Do you know the laws of heaven? Look at it. Job chapter 38, verse 33. Do you know the laws of heaven? That God was asking Job. He said, do you know the laws of the heavens? He said, can you set a dominion now? I want to pay attention to you. He said, knowest thou the ordinances of the heavens? Can thou set the dominion thereof in the earth now? I want to pay attention to this part. 
During the past two weeks, I've been telling you about, do you know the ordinances or the laws of the heavens? Now, there's a second part. He said, can you set the dominion? So, the dominion of God can be set. It must be set. We arrange the dominion. God doesn't just dominate anything on earth. Because God made man and he put the dominion of man, he put dominion in the hand of man. He said, and let them have dominion. So, for God to also have dominion, he must set some laws. Then find a man to work with, and the man with the right application and knowledge of the laws, set them in the earth. So he sets what is God a God transaction. At that time, God begins to move on the earth. God cannot move on the earth without these dominion or these, these uh, laws being put at the right place. Now, pay attention now. Let me show, let me show you something. Daniel chapter 4 verse 26. Verse 26. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that, thou shalt have dominion, thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Now, at this time, God was talking to through Daniel to um, Nebuchadnezzar. He said, after you become an animal, he said, after that, you will realize that it is the heavens that rule. Whatever, when we say heavens, don't merely think about heaven where God is saying. Heavens is another wor- uh, word for the realm of the spirit. Heavens, it means high. The word heaven means high. It's all the high places. Where things are decided. Mm-hmm. The devil knows this thing. So he decides things in the realm. Look, do you know there are people who are walking, they are walking dead. They've been killed. They've been killed in the heavens. They, they don't exist. They are just walking. So the earth, I told you, is just a, a reproduction of all the, the, the real things that go on in the realm of the spirit. So I talked about the first day, I talked about the law of faith. So the laws that govern miracles, the laws that make miracles happen, the law of faith. And the book of Romans said the law of faith. Now, in the law of faith, I told you two mysteries. The mystery of light and the mystery of sound. The mystery of light and the mystery of sound. Listen, faith is not mystical. Faith is not a leap in the dark. Don't say that, I have faith, I have faith. You, you have stubbornness, it's not faith. Faith has two mysteries. Light and sound. Jesus Christ said, out of the abundance of the heart, light, the mouth speaks sound. David said, my heart indicted a good matter, light. My tongue is the pen of a ready lighter, sound. Faith has been potent through the ages. God, God created this world with these two components, light and sound. Light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Then, I talk about the law of contention. The law of contention produce your cause. In the heavens, and as I, I told you that, I said there is a jury system. I don't know if I should go deep into this. There is a jury system in the heavens. I said, the fact that there's law means there must be jury. Because, okay, what will, what will um, account for the laws working? If you put a law, you must put judge. And if you put judge, you must put law enforcement. Police. Alright? You must put military. Because the Bible calls the devil a thief. Thieves break the law. So, God can say something about you and the devil will steal it. 
And the law of testimony has to go. So sometimes you have to take the matter to the court. So when you take the matter to court, it is called a contention. Now, listen now. Jacob was blessed by his father, but for 21 years, he was not seeing the blessing. He spent 21 of his years, 21 years of his life to marry. Someone who has been blessed by Isaac, he spent 21 of his years of his life to look for wife. That's not the nature of the blessing. So that day he met an angel. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Ah, what did you bless before? Contention. Activating what was said concerning you. You don't go and sleep after prophecy. You don't sleep after prophecy. After a prophecy has been given to you, you say, oh, the Lord has said it. It is done. Then you go and sleep. Uh, the thief will show you that. You carry the matter to the jury. Say, Lord, this is what you said concerning me. Contention. The law of contention. Talk about. Now, I'm sharing with you today on another law. These are the laws responsible for the miracles we see and desire. Now, number one I want to tell you is that God does not give you what you deserve. He gives you what you desire. If you wait for what you deserve, you will suffer. Because many people have waited for what they deserve and it never came to them. Jesus Christ said, from the beginning it was not so. He said, an enemy has done this. He said, what man's left? The enemy came to sow tears. So in life, you don't only see on your farm the things you sold. You also see what another person came to sow. The realm of the spirit is governed by laws and protocols. That implicates the material world in many ways. I'm sharing with you today on the law of sacrifice. Bible says that and God had respect. Listen now, you have to understand the construction. I mean, God Almighty. He came to see somebody and said, sorry, I cannot touch this. No, no. It happened in the Bible. It happened in the Bible. God had respect. God had respect. Unto the sacrifice of Abel. In the realm of the spirit, anytime a sacrifice is made, power is released. The devil is not afraid of your loud mouth. That's why Jesus Christ said, he said, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting, because fasting is a kind of sacrifice. The devil is not afraid of your shouting. You are making noise and he, he doesn't care. He only understands one thing, power. Jesus Christ, behold, I give you power. <laughs> if you give me anything apart from power, the devil is not going anywhere. And I told you, I said, the devil is not afraid of the presence of God. Hey. I said, the devil is not afraid of the presence of God. He holds Jesus' hand to go and tempt him. Now, in the law of sacrifice, I'll break down to three quickly. Law of sacrifice, number one, the sacrifice of your life. Without this particular one, every other sacrifice you make for God makes no sense. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, the sacrifice of your life. A living sacrifice, the sacrifice of your life. 
your life that you have given to God as a sacrifice. That God, this is my life. It belongs to you. One, you are still vacillating between God and the world. Bible says a double-minded man cannot receive anything from God. Listen. Once you are working with God, let me show you how God, God is. Once you are working with God and you have plan B, he walks away. When God has plan B, he walks away. And sometimes he wants to be sure that you, he's the only plan you have. He wants to be sure. You know? The three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the guys were going to the fire. God didn't say anything. They were going. God didn't say anything. They had to know God didn't say anything. God behaved like he's not around. Until they entered the fire, he showed up there. When there was no plan B. Because sometimes you can say, Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll follow. I'll follow God. And then they're taking you to the fire. When you go to the mouth of the fire and you feel the heat, I'll do it again, I'll do it again. Hey. May God give you the grace to sacrifice your life. Sometimes we, we, we sacrifice our life and we take some. Yeah. We give God some. Okay, God, you can touch this one. You can't touch that one. Okay, God, take this one. I, don't, I like this one. It's the sacrifice of your life. Acts chapter 5. I'm showing some of the things that the sacrifice of life did for some people. Acts chapter 5. Verse 15. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the street and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Ah! Peter! Peter! Fisherman Peter! No, if anybody told Peter that this was his future, he would never believe it. Fisherman! That one day a fisherman will walk by and his shadow will heal the sick. What did he do that made him walk in this level after some years? All he did was that Jesus Christ said, follow me. He left everything and followed him. This was the consequence. When you sacrifice your life, God does not give you money. He gives you ability. I told some people, I said, I said, money is the lowest thing God can ever speak about. I mean, it, it is an indictment to God to talk about money. It's an indictment to God to talk about money. He doesn't talk about money. The gold, the gold on earth that we are worshipping, it's gold in heaven. God doesn't speak about money. In fact, God calls it unrighteous moment. He said, if you, you don't know how to relate to the unrighteous moment, he said, who shall give you the true riches? There's something higher than money. There's some, there's some, Churches and go, it is money and money and money, sixth offering, seventh offering, eighth offering, and it's money. You see, it is in your consciousness. Yes, you need money to preach the gospel, but once you focus on money, you never have it. Because money is a bad master. Bad master. Once he sees that you are you are not doing anything apart from focusing on it, he also shall begin to show you. You're looking for it, then it's running away. Take your eye from the gold. Look at God. One, look at, look at Peter. Now, I mean, all the people who came to, think about it, who came to 
lie on the on the ground that Peter sat over. Imagine that Peter was standing for the chance to the chance. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Peter, follow now. In the scriptures, there was a man called the young, uh, the rich young ruler. Now, this rich young ruler started walking. Uh, and one day he came to Jesus and said, what will I do to have eternal life? Jesus Christ said, oh, follow the commandments. He said, I've done all. He said, okay, it's left one thing. You have not sacrificed it. I've not sacrificed your life. He said, go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. I would say the man was offended. Now think about it. The stupidity of it today. Where is the man? His name was not mentioned in the Bible. He's called Rich Young Ruler. That's number one. Number two, the houses that he refused to sell, the things he refused to sell, where are they? Today, 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 where are they? I mean, when you go to Jerusalem, you don't see one. But Peter left everything and followed Jesus. Today we are reading his books. God gave him something that transcended generations. That's the nature of God. Look at, look at Jesus. The devil came to show him. Look, listen now. Don't forget it. The devil came to show him. He said, worship me. If you worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms and the glories of it. As he look at it. As he look at it. Now, Notice that this one, it was the devil who showed him. When the devil showed Jesus, he saw it. The kingdom and the glory thereof. Today, not one of those buildings are standing. Imagine Jesus took it. Not one of those buildings are standing. But take a look at something. God, one day to show somebody something, called Abraham. He showed him the stars. The Bible, uh, science shows that one star can live up to three million years. The stars that God showed Abraham, they are still there today. The things that the devil showed Jesus, they are not there today. And listen, when Jesus resurrected from the grave, he said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Ah, including all the ones that the devil wanted to give him. Listen, anything the devil is trying to give you, he's showing you a counterfeit of your real destiny. Listen. The sacrifice of your life. Where... You know, you have made up your mind that I'm going to serve God. Job chapter 36 verse 11. He said, if they shall obey and serve him, he said, they shall spend their years in prosperity and their days in pleasure. It's about believing God. Let me tell you. When, I'll tell you something. When you have money in your hand, everybody wants to advise you. And you know, you need to do this. And do that. And do that. And do that. When you have your you have to do this, you see. Brother, sister, talk to God. Hear what he has to say. If God says go to the go and do that investment, you know that something's going to come out of it. There's a certain investment that came in town that people are, are looking for their money. Listen now. I don't want to mention the name of the investment. Someone came to tell me about it. Listen, someone came to tell me about it. I I had money in the bank at that time. As I spoke in tongues, God said, Don't do it. So the person said, I'm going, you know, and say you are on your own. For vanishing. <laughs> and if your money was there, it is restored to you. Yeah. In different ways. Not that they will come and bring it to you. He said, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Mark chapter 10 verse 28. See what Jesus Christ said about sacrifice. The sacrifice of your life. See what Jesus Christ has to say about sacrifice. Mark chapter 10. Verse 28. 
See what Peter said. Now remember, Peter in Acts chapter 5 verse 15 is a Peter whose shadow is not healing the sick. Peter, Peter. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man. Someone say no man. Someone say I believe God. He said, there is no man that has left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake in the Gospels. Someone asked me a question. He said, does it mean you shouldn't have any of these things? That's not the point. Because eventually, some of the apostles had lands. What's he saying? Once you make that the focus of your life, you will miss God. Now, in the Gospels, verse 30. The next verse. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecutions, amen, in the world to come, eternal life. So when you see people in certain passes who have money, it's biblical. So no fighting, all right? He said, Jesus Christ said, when you inherit all those things, he said, you add persecutions to it. And this one, this pastor is driving this car. Is it, your, is it for you? <laughs> and God will judge them. Yes, leave it for God. <laughs> At the camp, I said, I said, you are speaking about someone who is driving. I said, do you know what he forsook? You know what he sacrificed? You don't know. We never know men's stories. We just jump on what we see today. The sacrifice of your life. I said, once you are vacillating between God and the world, and today, I'm praying. After five months, that's when God will hear your voice again. So they know this voice. They know it. It's a deep voice. Father! Then they know that you are owing money. (laughs) Because they don't hear, once you have money, God will never hear your voice. Once you are broke, do something, Lord. Do something, Lord. Do something. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, boy. Now, I'm speaking of sacrifice. Let me tell you something. I want to ask you a question. Do you think that we all hold the same value before God? No. We all don't hold the same value before God. Hey, no, no, no. Like the pastor preaching said, we don't, hold, we don't hold Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Let me tell you, if you are looking for somebody eh, who does partiality, eh, eh, if you are looking for someone who does favoritism, God. Listen, don't joke with that thing. Say, oh, no, no, no. God is, you know, if you are looking for someone who does favoritism, and he said, Jacob of I love, Esau of I hated. God, why? He said, don't ask me any question. <laughs> oh, Romans chapter 9. He's there. He said, don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. <laughs> if you are looking for, I'm God's favorite. God's favorite. No, oh, I thought you said for yourself, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. Look at this. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down there of verse 2. 
out of Zion the perfection of beauty God has signed. Continue. And God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above, and to the earth he shall judge his people. Gather my saints, verse 5, together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. He said, separate all the rest, let them stay at the back. Call those who know God. If you know God, you, you will stop some prayers, you stop praying it. He said, all the saints are there. He said, gather for me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Those who have sacrificed something for me, gather them. I have a special meeting with them. God will see two people. This one has sacrificed something for him. This one has not sacrificed that. Then something comes, God has to give one person up. He will not think about it. I'm telling you. He said he had respect. He had respect unto the sacrifice of Abel. So respect. No, no, God said, God said respect. You have to understand respect. Listen, God, and you have to understand something. God can be moved by something you will do. He's not a robot. He can be moved. Ah, Abraham, I want to show you a mystery. I wanted to say it at the end, but let me show you something. Abraham, big knife to kill his son. God said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Why? Because God was planning to do that. God was planning to do that. To kill his son. Once he allows Abraham to do it, there's another God in town. He said, Stop, stop, stop. But when he didn't speak slowly in Abraham's heart, Stop, Abraham. No. I was saying, He stopped, Hey, Abraham, hey, hey. <laughs> Then he told him, He said, hey, There's a ghost behind you, use that one. <laughs> now, listen. Another time, the king of Moab, Bible says that the king of Moab, I'll, I'll read that story to you. The king of Moab, Bible says that he, he wanted to break through. The, the battle was too strong now. Look at that. Elisha at that time, Elisha has prophesied to the children of Israel. So if anything should work, the prophecy should work. He wanted to show them, said, you will go, you will win. He told them, you pass the underbridge. Use that place. You see water. When you see the water, it means you win the war. So pass, pass, pass. So they saw everything Elisha said. Now, Elisha carried, the, uh, the children of Israel carried everything. When they were not killing, according to prophecy, prophecy has to work. You understand? He was killing, killing. Prophecy is working. Hey, killing, killing. Now, the king of Moab said, he tried to break through. He called 700 men, tried to break through. The Bible says that when he tried, he could not break through. So, he took his son and sacrificed him upon the wall. Bible says, immediately indignation fell upon Israel against the prophecy. Let me tell you why it worked. God has to step away. If he doesn't step away from that particular thing, he is nullifying what he's about to do. He didn't catch it. Because he is also about to kill his son. If that one will work, he has to step away. Against the prophecy, God says, I'm, I'm out of this thing. Because he's planning to do it too. So, if he doesn't allow this guy's own to work, his own shouldn't work. That is the Jewish system of God. Listen. The sacrifice
parts of your life. Your life should be breathing smoke to God every day. He had respect. He had respect. Because of time. The sacrifice of obedience. Now, let me use this opportunity to talk about tithes. Do you know that people say that Jesus never talked about tithes? Do you know people say that? Do you know people say that? Jesus never talked about tithes. They don't, they don't read their Bible. Jesus said it. Jesus said we should pay tithes. Do you know Jesus said we should pay tithes? Oh, Jesus said it too. Oh, Luke chapter 11. Verse 42. Give me the NIV. Oh, no. Give me the NLT. New Living Translation. Oh, Jesus said we should pay tithes. You talk about it. People say, and tithes in the old covenant. Oh, Jesus said we should pay it. I'll show you. Verse 42. Do you have the New Living Translation? All right. Is that it? Luke 11. He said, what sorrow awaits you for our seas? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But to ignore justice and the love of God. Then he says, you should tithe, yes. But do not neglect the more important things. You should tithe. Yes. 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 Listen. The sacrifice of obedience. Let me tell you something. Any time a man obeys God, he has committed God to perform. He said, obedience is better than sacrifice. But sometimes it takes sacrifice to obey. Most of the time, when God asks you to do something, it will take a sacrifice to do it. 25 years, I waited for a son. After I've given birth to the son, God didn't take the son the first week. That one is not painful. I, t- I took care of the child. The child is almost 20 years. God says, go and sacrifice your son, your only son. What's God looking for? Obedience. And when we watch movies, we see that Abraham, we say, Abraham, no, God, no. It's not true. <laughs> Bible says, the moment God said it, Abraham carried his son, the boy said, look, let's go. The painful part is that they use three days for the journey. Enough time to change your mind. And while they were going, the boy too was talking. Daddy, please, where, where, where is the lamb on the son? Daddy. Daddy, oh, daddy, where is the thing? <laughs> That's what she's saying. I'm sure Abraham said, you don't know. You don't know. You know. <laughs> To obey, to obey God means you must hear God. You must commit yourself to divine leading. Ah. You jump into everything. Hey, today, space to space is working. You start it. Today, popcorn business is going. You are joining. Praise God. I was discussing with somebody about Loom. 
Do you know that loom is a spiritual concept? I'm not saying go and do loom. I didn't, I didn't do loom. I'm just saying it's a spiritual concept. The one in the middle gets all the money, right? Yeah. So if we all bring our money, the one in the middle gets our money, right? Yes. Jesus at the center. When we all bring our souls, he gets the glory. Now, the one in the middle, when he goes, the one close to him gets it. So when Jesus left the apostles, they were close to him and they also... <laughs> now, this is not a license for you to go and say, hey! Now, now, I just said the concept is a spiritual concept. But if you want to build a house with loom money, <laughs> the Lord is... <laughs> Now listen, everything you are doing for God will have to be at its terms and conditions. Everything you are doing for God has to be at its terms and conditions. I said to obey God, you will have to submit yourself to the leading of God. Imagine that I am about to shoot a music video. I paid the director. This is a true story. I paid the director. We paid everything. We paid them. No, listen. This is a true story. I paid everything. I'm, the money we are talking about is getting to, is getting to 10000 While I was paying, God didn't say anything. When I was about to do it, God didn't say anything. Payment, discussion. I didn't hear the voice of God. My son, don't do it. No, nothing. Everything looks all right. We are shooting on Sunday. By Friday, I'm in a car praying, God, thank you for the video. I'm going to shoot. God said, I'm not part. I said, then God joined. Then God joined. You know what he told me? You know what he told me? He said, I never asked you to shoot any video. I'm not part. Listen, I tried to convince God. I prayed, I said, God, I beg you. I have paid the money. Then, apart from that, I had talked to people because I'm not shooting a video alone. We have spoken to people, everybody, they have bought their dress, they have, we have, we, we have, everybody's ready. How am I going to call? That's, 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 how am I going to call and say that we are not doing it again? How? And this is Friday, we are shooting on Sunday. And Friday evening, now Saturday morning, I was restless. I didn't know what to do, I was just walking, walking about. So I was at a camp. So the, the, the plan was that we'll close the camp on Sunday morning and we are shooting Sunday evening. So Saturday, I'm walking about, waiting, you know. Ah, my heart was so heavy. I didn't know what to do. So we're at the camp in the morning session as we're sitting down. The woman talking is preaching about relationship. What does relationship have to do with, with a statement like, you know, sometimes when God asks you to do something, just do the way what God has said. Ah, and the thing took my heart. I knew that God was talking to me. You know what? You know what? I look at myself. Hey. You know, things like this always find spiritual people to talk to. Because you talk to the wrong person, you say, Listen, what you are hearing is not good. It's not good. So you say, Sometimes, you know, we are too spiritual. Yeah, you do something too spiritual, spiritual. No, people don't shoot the thing. Now, I, I decided to now reach a consensus with God. I said, God, okay, let me just shoot the video. I'll not use it. And God said, Still shoot it. Still don't shoot it. Now, I called a friend. I said, Guy, this is what is going on in my heart. He said, If God has said it, Let's do it that way. You know what? I left and I went to the back of the place. I, I knelt down and I began to cry. 
Listen, this thing I am saying over here, if you will listen to it, by the end of the year, there will be a financial turnaround in your life. Listen, as I went to pray, I was praying, I said, God, this is what I told you, I said, God, it doesn't matter. No matter what happens, whether he, the, uh, the video man refuses to give me back my money or not, since you said I should not, I am not going to. Thank you. So I stood up and I said, God, since you said I shouldn't shoot it, help me to talk to everybody. Now, I called the project manager. I called him. And I said, and I said, please, this is what God said. God said we shouldn't shoot. And he said, even him, he was planning to tell me that he has been feeling the same thing in his heart. I said, ah. God took the lead. He was telling people. And he didn't want to tell me. <laughs> Listen, I lost half of the money. But it was worth obeying God. worth obeying God. When you, when you do things like that, let me tell you what happens. God swears. That's what he did to Abraham. Bible says, when Abraham did that thing, Bible says, he swore by himself, in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thee. To, to, till today, Christians are laying claim to Abraham. Muslims are laying claim to Abraham. Jews are laying claim to Abraham. It's not a small thing. When God swears by his truth that this person there are things that David did for God that God had to overlook Solomon's wrongs because of David. Listen, one of the things God said to me, your life will make generational impact. Put your right hand and say to yourself, my life is going to make generational impact. My life will make generational impact. It will move beyond my days. It will move beyond my life. Oof. The sacrifice of obedience. I was what, uh, now I thought that I am obeying God and you know we are in this thing together. I had the, the, the testimony of a great man of God, and I couldn't believe that men can obey God this 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 hard. David said, Lord, he said. I will follow hard after this. Do you know what he did? He said one day he was there. Now, at this time, their church has been struggling to grow. Then God said to him, there is a woman in your church. She's the reason why the church is not growing. So tell her to leave. How do you say that thing? How do you say that kind of thing? How do you say that kind of thing? He said immediately, you pick a phone. So you call the, man's, the woman's husband. So the Lord said, um, he doesn't want you in this ministry again. So I want you to go. If you think about emotions and sentiments, you can never do something like that. Listen, if you are not strong, you are not going anywhere. There are some people who cannot say no. There are some people who cannot say no. No is not a wrong answer. It's a type of answer. She said, immediately those people left the ministry. They went global. That same man of God, the whole church has prayed. They've given him money. Alright? They've given him money that he should go abroad and go and do Bible school and come back full of the power of God. They gathered the money. Two days to his flight, God said to him, what you need is not from abroad. It's from above. So you are not going anywhere. He came to the church. God said, I'm not going anywhere. He said, this man, you're not serious. He lost half of the church. Half of the church left the church. At that time, he was good in a church. 
That's the man of God. Building a church. They build, they have pillars, they have put things over there. So one day he was praying, praying, praying. And God said, I never asked you to build that church. No, after pillars. <laughs> now, hey, after pillars. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. When you take a car, that's supposed to be going to Kumasi, and you see yourself around Burkina Faso. <laughs> Will you tell yourself that I've already started going? You return. In following God, once you, you realize that you have missed the way, return. So God said, this is not, I never asked you to build a church over here. And God said to him, uh, frankly, he said, the day you move into that church, your ministry has ended. So he told the church, go and cover it. He said he, he, said he never even drove past the place again. <laughs> so that man of God has a church, 50,000 seater capacity. They have six services. Don't abort your destiny with stubbornness. You are going to do something God says we are not doing it. Okay, God, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You are going this way, God says, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. We ended there. The sacrifice of obedience. He said what? In Job 36 verse 11. He said, if they shall obey and serve him. He said, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. May you spend your years in pleasures and your days in prosperity. The third one. The sacrifice of your substance. Somebody's finances is turning around. Total, turn around. Total, turn around. Total, turn around. I wish I could share some testimonies with you. That's one of our burning. One of the first things that God said to me when we started the church, at that time when we were at Holiday Inn, God said to me, He said, Raise me young financial giants. And I came then I preached it and I believed it. There were how many? 13 people. I was telling you, you'll be financial giant. You'll be financial giant. It never looked possible. It looks like we are mad. If I tell you what young people are doing, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. Check for young people. Young people. And the things they are doing. You know that the, yeah, the heavens really do rule. The sacrifice of your substance. Tithe is not a sacrifice. Tithe, God said, belongs to him. Simple obedience. 
civil obedience. Listen, I told you about the king of Moab. Bible says he called 700 men. Let me read that scripture to you so you'd understand. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 26. Now, this is against the tide of prophecy. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, that means where that battle had got into now, it was now beyond him. Normal ability, zero. Zero. Normal ability, zero. You look at it. He said he took with him 700 men that drew swords. That means he put a new strategy. All right. Now the business is collapsing. New strategy. Let's change CEO. Let's do this. It keeps collapsing. That was it. To break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. Verse 27. Then he took his eldest son. That should have reigned in his stead. And offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. Indignation. Indignation. The battle turned. All of a sudden, all the laws of the realm of the spirit started moving against the children of Israel. As against the title of prophecy. I want to read a scripture to you. First Kings. Let me use your This this froze. Second Kings. All right. If, if the people will put your, your hand at Second Kings, then let's go to Judges. Let me read Judges first. Judges chapter 5. Verse 19. The kings came and fought. Then fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. Verse 20. They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. They fought from heaven. 
the stars in their courses, the stars, the stars over there is referring to the angels. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. That means on the ground, it looked as though Deborah was the one fighting. And the war was going. But through the revelation of the scripture, the Bible is telling us that although Deborah was the one fighting, there was another war going on up there. That was dictating the outcome of the one down there. Don't do everything physically. Let me tell you something about the devil. The devil doesn't mind that you prosper for 10 years. He doesn't mind. When the devil starts attacking your spiritual life, pay attention now. When the devil starts attacking your spiritual life, what is he looking for? He's setting you up so that the day he strikes you, no defense. So sometimes you are still prospering, but your spiritual life is, is, is deteriorating. You cannot pray like you used to do. You cannot stay like you used to do. But you are still prospering. So you think, oh, we don't really need this thing, this thing, all of us, you know. All those things, don't go to church. The devil doesn't mind. He will leave you. Why? Because he is destroying your defense. The day he will strike you, you have no defense. So one of the things that you should really pay attention to is your spiritual life. Your prayer life. Your word life. Don't only, especially if you're a pastor yet, don't only study when you're going to preach. Don't only pray when you're going to preach. That's another kind of setup. You make up your mind that the devil is not going to have the advantage, first of all, on your spiritual life. Even though you might be making the money, but your spiritual life is deteriorating. He said, gather my saints together. Gather my saints together. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. There are some people God does not joke with. There are people who have made a covenant with God by sacrifice. There are certain things that you give to God. That you, go, you will not forget. God will never forget. In your life. Never forget this thing I'm about to say. In your life. In the realm of the spirit, if the only thing that is speaking for you is your mouth, you are in trouble. In the realm of the spirit, there's another mouth. It's called blood. The Bible says the blood that speaks better things than the blood of people. Apart from your mouth, there's another mouth that speaks for you. It is called your blood. It is a sacrifice. God understands the principle, so he knows that he cannot build a church without blood. In all the spirit, I said God has respect unto the sacrifice of Abraham. And he called the sacrifice of faith. Cain lived longer than Abel. He killed Abel. But because of Abel's sacrifice, Abel entered Hebrews 11. Cain did not enter Hebrews 11. We only remember Cain for killing Abel. And we only remember Cain for Amman, my brother's keeper. The same with Esau. The food that Jacob was going to eat 
He said, give it to me. I don't have anything to do with birthright. When was the supernatural, um, uh, supernatural service? I told you. I said, he took him. He took two things from him. He took his birthright and he took his blessing. They are not the same. Hey. That's what Esau said. Esau said, he has supplanted me these two times. He said, he has taken my birthright and he has taken my blessing. But Jacob was a smart spiritual guy. He knows that I cannot take his blessing without taking his birthright. I have to take the birthright so I can take the blessing. Oh. Because if he didn't do that and he went and Isaac prayed for him, it didn't work. But he had to take, first of all, the birthright. How did he take the birthright? Through food. Just give him in photo photo. I mean, I mean, so who was there? Who was recording? I want to know in heaven who was there? Who was recording that this, this transaction was going on? Listen, the realm of the spirit doesn't take jokes. Look, from what happened, you know that Esau was playing. From what? Because if truly he had given the best right, he shouldn't go and go and look for the blessing again. So if truly he was playing. Don't joke in the realm of the spirit. They're not taking it lightly with you. It was recorded. So in the realm of the spirit, things began to work. In the direction of the transaction. All of a sudden, Rebecca says no. Jacob must take the thing. All of a sudden, Rebecca start, started working. What was working is the transaction. All of them were being pushed. They didn't understand. Ah, Isaac. Isaac, the fact that you are blind doesn't mean you don't know your children. So it's a setup. And I used that thing to explain something. I said, we should pick a cue from Isaac. Now, because Isaac could not see, pay attention, because Isaac could not see, what he needed to do was to give time. When there's no revelation, don't jump, give time. Isaac could not see. Jacob came to deceive him. He touched. And he was still not sure because he said, your skin is Esau, but your voice is Jacob. So he should have said, you know what? Let's wait. I want to wait and see something. He saw what I've come to me then. When there's no revelation, you are praying about who you should marry, and God has not spoken, don't accept anybody. No, I, I, I don't plan to shake any table. Now listen, listen. Once you are not sure, don't, don't make any decision. I said, once you are not sure, don't make any decision. Give it time. Until revelation comes. If Isaac had waited a little, Esau would come to meet Jacob there. The fight will happen. And we'll know who is the real. <laughs> the sacrifice of your substance. Listen. There's a difference between seed and sacrifice. You know what God said to me? He said to me today. He said, when it comes to the issue of sacrifice, when we begin to pray, God will tell you what to do. Nobody's going to tell you to do anything. You will know what to do. And you see, the thing about the voice of God that is nice, you will know that it is God. Your heart will be beating. <laughs> you realize that you are restless. Listen, it's as simple as that. Many, every great one of God I've known has passed through that phase. There's something God will require of you. When he wants to move you to another level. Moses is about to lead 2.5 million Jews. You don't lead them 
with your, your, your open eyes like this. He encountered God. God said, first thing, remove your sandals. Now, Moses was not rich. All he had was his sandals, then his rod. His rod, all he used to do was he used to tend the sheep. So that is his, his livelihood. God says, give me your livelihood. I'm going to use it to do something in your life. The anointing of God is strong here. Listen. What God is about to do with your life. This is one of the things he said to me. He said people will wonder. They will ask, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? Look at your destiny. Look at your life. Where God is taking you. It might look impossible as you are sitting here now. It might look impossible as you are sitting here now. By strength shall no man prevail. I'm speaking to somebody. The thing that God has said he will do with your life, he's able to do it. Are you listening? Time is not fast spent. He said two things happen to every man. He said time and chance happen to them all. Everyone has an opportunity to be great. Don't miss it. Time and chance happening to them all. For some people, this is what the Lord is doing for them. God is not restoring the things you have lost. He's restoring the years. God is able to do it. God can restore time. He didn't say, I will restore to you the things that have been sold. He said, I will restore to you the wasted years. God restores time. So, listen. I was in Lagos in 2017. Now, prior to this, many online, many prayer meetings I have been to. Well, I was a, right from when I was a teenager. God had said things to me. I'll do this with you. I'll do that with you. But it looked as though it had delayed. And it looked as though it was not happening. One day, one day, we're in Lagos, 2017. Then right before everybody in the auditorium, Pastor Chris assistant, Reverend Tom, just came. And he saw me. He said, is that not you? Then he said, come. He spoke about me for a while. He did this. And I went under the power. It's one of the things God does. God uses his men, all right, to usher you into a season. This is what God said I should do. I'm ushering you into another season of your life. Listen, Korama Kori Masaya. Diko Basakina Mashapataya. Diko Vani Masante Kasoli Matoye. Liko Barisko Lishapanakataya. Liko Sakanamaya. Listen, 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 listen. When I came back from Lagos, that's when he said it. It was like a town that who has been trying to run. And I've been moving his leg. And nobody has given me opportunity to stand. The day you put him on the floor, the speed will go. And I came back. This just started happening. People were looking around. Look, when it started happening, some people look at me and say, oh, this one will go down. Oh, this one is youthful exuberance. It will go down. Then it kept increasing. Okay. It kept increasing. Okay. It kept increasing. <laughs> it kept increasing. Why? It is on the strength of the prophecy of seasons. Oh, some one, one, two. I want to show you something. Listen, I need you to be very alert. You are entering another season. You see, they are called seasons. 
They are called seasons. But the Spirit of God has ushered into a season into your life. If God has not told me that to come and do it, I'll do it. And look, there are too many testimonies. How will it happen? In quote, uh, in quote, there is there all a church of young people. There is no in quote big chairman over here. There's no big chairman over here who's giving anybody money to do anything. It's by my spirit, hear the Lord. 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 Ah, he said he can serve with many or with few. He can serve with many or with few. Listen, Holy Ghost blessing witness. I have not called any, I don't call anybody listen, that we need to pay them. I don't call anybody. The Holy Ghost blessing witness. I don't call anybody. We need to do this. I don't call anybody. Anybody who is giving is giving because of the word of God. And they see the results. Are you listening? They see the results. They see the results. And the testimonies keep flowing and keep flowing and keep flowing. Listen, you don't need connection to make it. You no, it's not who you know. You don't need it. You don't need it. Let me tell you. Anytime anybody comes and tries to behave like he's the only ghost of the church, we'll relegate you right now. There's only one boss. His name is Holy Ghost. I said, nobody should scratch your back and scratch his back. Listen, you are going into a new season of your life. A new season of your life. A new season of your life. Listen, for some of you, opportunities will mount upon themselves. Opportunities will mount upon themselves. Listen, sit down for a moment. Listen, look, testimonies. Chick is sitting here. She came to church, all right? She didn't even have money for transport to be bringing herself to church. So the church is fast. I cannot. I said, keep coming. I said, even if it's short, I'll take it and come. There are times I will, I will support her transport. And she'll keep coming. And she'll keep coming. She'll keep coming. One of the services, right on Jean's service, and the Lord gave me a word. He said, the abundance of the seas shall be converted unto me. And I said, I explained the abundance of the seas shall be converted unto me. It means that international relations. Immediately, she's a fashion designer. She's like getting contracts from outside the country. She's like getting contracts, Dubai, US, getting contracts, getting contracts. I had to give her people to help her to structure her business because the thing was happening too much. We'll talk about givers in this church. She's one of them. Someone who came and could not even afford her transport. You have, you, God is ushering into you into a season. You see, and those things happen by the power of God. They 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 happen by the power of God. I don't preach the most powerful message in this town. I don't. I don't pray the most powerful prayers in this town. I have a very light voice. I pray. No. They happen by the power of God. They happen by the power of God. God said to me, He said, there's no venue you enter that you will not have overflow. Listen, everywhere we have gone, as we, as we are here, there's an overflow room food. As we are sitting here, that people are not even getting there. There's a room outside that people are sitting inside it. God is ushering you into a season. God is ushering you into a season. A season of glory. A season of increase. A season. A season. Listen, listen, because of, because of the heat here, I will not stand up to pray. We will sit down and pray. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. That delighted greatly in his commandments. Verse 2. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Listen, parents, parents, I want us to pray a prayer. This is for parents. Let's pray a prayer. He said, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. 
His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. You will give that to children who will serve God. You will give that to children who God will use mightily. You will be shocked at the things that God will do with them. You will be shocked at the things that God will do with them. Listen, and if you have any child who is going wayward, by the power of the Holy Ghost, as we pray right now, as we pray right now, go ahead and begin to pray. Samakataya. You are using the scripture. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. 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 You have not seen anything yet. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Lacomos of Alabaya.
Those things are not bad. But let me tell you something. Bible says, and God gave Solomon wisdom. He didn't get it from Harvard. And God gave Solomon wisdom. And God gave Solomon wisdom. And God gave Solomon wisdom. There is a wisdom that God can give you that you will compete to those who have gone to Harvard. I'm telling you, begin to pray. Begin to pray. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. You will mention the name of your company. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Match your body, yeah. Everybody's looking for you. 
I have to run away. Everybody's looking for you. Listen, when we began to we began to pray with some of these scriptures, we were living at Adabraka. We were praying on packs. We were lying down on packs, crying, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. You will not be localized in this country. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Listen, they are meeting that altar destiny. This is one of them. By the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Ghost, I say with all humility, when it comes to the miracles that happen over here, it's not go and come. Like, we are praying for you, go and come. No. You see it live here. It happens that big. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. I'll be praying for the sick very soon. Listen, I'm still praying. His seeds are much up on edge. It can be your music. It can be your music. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. 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 Kukabaras, Yakali Libosafa. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Now, go to verse 3. Verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Verse 4. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Continue. A good man showeth favor and endeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Verse 6. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He had dispersed. He had given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Now I want to say something. All you need is God with you. God. What's the mission? He does mighty things. 
The miracles have started. The miracles have started. The miracles have started. Lava, lava, lava,
command the healing power of God to work in you. That pain in the knee, that pain in your limbs, it is leaving now. It is leaving now. It is leaving now. It is leaving now. Now begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Begin to do what you could not do before. Overflow. I command that sickness to be healed. If you brought someone who needs a miracle, put your hand over the person now. Do we have the person with the heart condition? He's here. Come. He was at the overflow. Never return again. Before when you were breathing, you were feeling. Yeah, I was. I was feeling very uneasy. Like um, it feels like I can't breathe. Like you can't breathe well, but you can breathe now. Yeah. Wait. You you will join me to minister healing to the lady with the cancer. Doctors say cancer cannot be healed, but you see. Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set God's dominion over the earth? Come. Stand here. How long has this been? Did the doctors give you any time you are supposed to die? They've not yet given you. You know because we also have to know the laws of the science. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. You remember the testimony of your, your younger brother? When the doctor said he's going to die at age 24. And that was when he came for one of my meetings. And I prayed for him. The doctor said he'll die at 24. 
And I prayed for him that year. He's 26 now. And he's here. Listen. And you told me that you grew up believing your brother would die. Because the doctors had written him off. But you see, he will marry. He will give birth to children. You know, you know, some people don't understand, don't understand how difficult it is to hear from a doctor that you have two more years to live. Stretch your hands over her. Wait. Before I pray for you, I want you to have faith. Hmm? And I know you have faith. If you didn't have faith, you not you not take a car from Kumasi to come here. Listen, I want to share a testimony with you. One of our brothers here was in the first miracle service. And all I told them by the instruction of God's Spirit that pray upon the handkerchief that you brought. And go and put it on that. His father had cancer. He just took that handkerchief and put on his father. The next day they went for a test. He was cancer free. Now listen. The Bible says, and God wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that handkerchiefs in the cross were taken from his body. This is biblical. We are not worshipping a handkerchief, but the power of God was on it. How much more that you are standing here? He sent his word and healed them. Do you believe Jesus can do it? You believe it. You believe it. Before you came here, you couldn't turn your neck. But you are turning it down. Ah, the Lord is doing this thing already. So this one is for vanishing. Ah, eventually. Stretch around towards her. Now, it's biblical to pray twice. So I will say you pray just once. It's biblical to pray twice. Jesus Christ prayed for a blind man. The first one, he said, I see men like trees. He prayed again. And he now saw the spirit rise. Right? Stretch your hands over there. And don't do shuko 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 because you don't know what it means like. Pray for her.
devil of cancer. I come against you in the name of Jesus.
It's over. Come on. You said you could not turn your neck before you came here. Turn it. You could not do this. You could not do it. Turn it. Turn that neck too. Turn this one. And you were just telling me now that you, you, were, you were having pains in it when you came here. But you're not feeling the pains. You're not feeling the pains. Listen. Every cancer Jesus took on the cross from now your health is restored. You are going to live a normal life. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed. I can, I can feel the notion of God in my hands. Hold me. Before they even testify, their countenance. When the light hits their countenance, before they look like they will die. But all of a sudden, when they are healed, special person, you see that they glow up. When she walks forward, she looks like this. The Lord has perfected it. All you need to go and do, do a test tomorrow. Do a test tomorrow. Because while I was praying for you, I'll tell you that later. I'll, I'll, I don't want to say it here. While I was praying for you, I'll tell you what's causing this thing. And the Lord has taken it away. Hold hands with somebody. We're going to pray. I ask you to bring the name, uh, a sheet of paper with the name of your family members on it. Bring it out. If you don't have it and you have a retentive memory, write, write the name of the family members on your, on your mind. No, no, is this not a time to write it because time is fast spent. I'm moving. Now, now, at this time, hold on. At this time, while I'm praying, hold on. At this time, while I'm praying, hold on. At this time, while I am praying over the names, and we, we give that special offering and sacrifice. You know what I told I told Brown today? While I was studying last night for service, I look at it and as I read the scriptures, I began to see 
what I should do. Because the Bible is not written for church members. I began to see what I should also do. I look in, I look in my house. I said, I need to clear my room. Hmm. Until something leaves the earth, something does not come down from heaven. I said it to myself. I said, this is what I need to do. To take myself out of this level. I heard stories from my mom and my dad concerning the guys in their family. I heard stories that they, when you're a guy, you make money, you fall down, you something, some assault, something. I've heard different things. You don't hear things like that in sleep. That demon will be waiting for you at the junction. Hold on. I know this place is hot. Hell is hotter. Don't worry. I said nuclear family. Don't go and write your ancestors. Now, while I'm praying, if you notice, if you notice a change in your body, I'm coming to your house. If you notice a change in your body while we're praying, as the miracle happened, I want you to step forward while we are praying. Step forward quickly. Step forward. Right from the overflow. From the overflow. If you notice that, you were healed. A demon just walked out of somebody from the overflow. I don't just walk out to someone from the overflow. There's somebody online who is coughing right now. Demons are coming out. Do what you could not do before. You notice the change in your body. Just walk forward now. I want to pray for you. Don't be like those who said, I wanted to go home and go and check. That's an act of mercy. Mostly those things didn't work. Because as an act of faith, you should have worked for it.
Put your hand over, your, over the names. Put your hand over the names. We are closing now. Put your hand over the names. We are closing now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, I pray for every family. The spirit of death will not have a hold in that family. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The doors of prosperity are open in that family. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, before the year ends, Lord, let there be testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus. And if there's any sick person in that family, I command that there's a miracle. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm seeing a baby. A baby who's very sick. A baby who is very sick. Who has a sibling? Baby who is very sick. Very sick. What's the sickness? Come again. She's eight months. Someone else lifted their hands. What's the case? of that light. Okay, who speaks away? Alright, talk to him and tell us what it is. Lord. So please, we have Caroline. We have Caroline over here. Um, sorry, Melissa. Melis. So Melis had an ulcer, has been having an ulcer for the past three years, a sharp ulcer in her tummy. And she said right here on this page, she has noticed that that pain has dissolved. Praise Lord. So right after that, Caroline Caroline is also testifying that she had glaucoma. A sharp pain in your eye. You, you had a, you had a glaucoma. How long? Three years. And you could not see from far. You can't see clearly. Everything is blurred. But you can see now. You were seeing at the back, you could see everything. Praise God. All right. Your hand is on your on the names. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pronounce the blessing of one every family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Lord, let testimonies abound. In the next six months, let testimonies abound. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let business opportunities open. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, give them ideas. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm seeing a family. It's like a man and a wife who have lost a very major amount of money. It's in dollars. They've lost that money in a business. The Lord is restoring the finances of the family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That family is blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ. That family is blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now, lift up that special offering. Now, I told you something. I said, while we're praying, the Lord said, the Lord said said to me, He said, when it comes to that thing that He wants you to give to Him, it's part of the sacrifice of obedience. He will tell you Himself. And as as you are standing here now, you know it. If you pretend like you don't know it, it's because you know it. So pick out that offering, special offering. Now, the place is choked and where to pass to give it will be an issue. So, how many offering bags do we have? The question is how many? Four. Ten. Alright. So, I'll need someone to stand here, someone to stand there. Someone to stand here, someone to stand there. That will be eight. Two should be at the overflow. And we should start giving that special offering. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Sir, I'd like to give you a special testimony. Now, this is Ezekiel. He's been having for seven good years. He's been having a very sharp pain in his groin. Now, he said when you were praying, he realized that the pain just vanished. Wow. Is that because he couldn't put pressure on it? He couldn't put pressure on it? Yes. And the, the pain in the groin just went? Just went. For seven years. Seven years. Wow. Come. And then this is Griffith. He's been having joint pains for five years. The name of Jesus. Griffith has been having joint pains for five good years. Wow. And he also said that when you, when you, were, when you were ministering, he realized that the pains just left. And he's free now. He's not, having, he's not feeling any pain in his joints. Griffith. Do you know that demons of asthma have walked out of this place? There's a case. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you very much. There's a case here of asthma. That's Joshua. And then a heart um, condition as well. He said he couldn't breathe properly. But today, he said he's okay. He can breathe well. And he's okay. After the prayer. Asthma from childbirth. And then breathing problems the past two weeks. Do we have those offering, offering bags here? Stand there. Pray over the offering and give it. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. His 
seed shall be mighty upon the earth. There's no time to waste. We should begin to give it. Have we finished giving our offerings? Have we finished giving the special offering? Stand on your feet, let's do it. you've not even prayed about. Once I am not praying about it, it is done. Let me tell you something. There's one of the ladies who came to church. When she came here, she's, she's about, I think she's in her 20s. But she came to church looking in her 50s. She looked like she was 50 because too many problems. When she started coming to church, then I started telling her, forget about the problem and start serving God. The sacrifice of your life. The moment she started, all the problems that she was crying about, all of them started solving by themselves. It is not... 
you carrying the problem, taking the thought and ha- on your head, that will cause anything. Now, I pray for you that the hand of God will rest mightily upon you. That the graces of God will be manifested through your life. Thou shalt arise upon Zion for the time to favor her has come. You are going into your season of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, you are going into your season of extraordinary accomplishments. In the name of Jesus, 24-hour miracles. 72-hour miracles. Six-month miracles. By the time this year is ending, you will come with a testimony. In the name of Jesus, financial miracles are happening. Scholarship miracles are happening. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is your heart desire, Whatever is your heart desire, one minute, speak it before the Lord now. As you speak it here, there's a quick response. He said, they fought from the heavens. They fought from the heavens. The stars fought in their courses. One minute. Just voice it out. Just voice it out. Your goodness is running after me. 
His seed shall be mighty in the earth. His seed shall be mighty in the earth. His seed shall be mighty in the earth. Behold the giants. 